Hello, this is Reverend Erekehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Making an impact under the self-serving people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you will speak to us this morning. We ask that your word will bring light and understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Our, our team scripture for this month. This month is our month of impact. And I'm telling you, before we finish the month of May, somebody's going to receive something that will catapult you into your next level. I'm telling you seriously because all the people we are bringing in, they are not coming, to, they are coming to give a biblical basis of succeeding in life. Because we don't want to be a prayer force that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't prosper. We're born by but you don't know principles of Amen. So Acts chapter 13, verse 36. For David, after he had served his own generation, by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. Hallelujah. So David, the Bible says that after he has served his own generation. So one of the things you must understand that if you are going to make impact, your impact is to serve a generation. By the will of God. The will of God now brings me to my title today, Making an Impact Purpose. So, you must serve your generation by God's will for your life, not what you desire. Not what you are ambitious about. If we are going to make an impact in our generation, then we must discover purpose. It is when we discover the purpose of God for our lives that we can make a unique impact on our generation. So everybody here is very important that you understand purpose. What then is purpose? You can't talk about purpose without mentioning Dr. Miles Moore of Blessed Memory. If there's anybody who has been an apostle of purpose, it's Dr. Miles Moore. Any material you see on Dr. Miles Moore, I want you to, to read it. I remember Dr. Tabor brought him somewhere years ago in Bedding Power Hall, and he taught on purpose. So what does he talk about purpose? Purpose is the original intent of creating a thing. Is the original intent of creating a thing. Is the original reason for existence of a thing. So I'm quoting Dr. Miles Moreau now. The cause of creation of a thing. The desire resource that initiates the production of a thing. The need to make the need that makes a manufacturer pro produces a specific. So, number one, purpose is the intent of creation of a thing. So, probably these people did this furniture 
they thought of creating a furniture ladder, so they talked about it and created it. So now he's not talking about human beings, but God. So if you are going to make an impact, we must understand the true purpose for our lives. Very key. Very, very key. Is somebody getting me this morning? That brings us into alignment with God's will. And you see, you don't need to be at the top to make an impact. John Maxwell's 360 leadership. You don't need to be a CEO to make an impact. Sometimes in the small space God gives you, you make an impact. So some people think that they must always be at the top to make an impact. No. The Bible says, and David said this generation by the will of God. But I want you to know that if you don't discover your purpose, it'll be very difficult because so God will bring you into alignment with his word. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 19, 21. There are many plans in a man's heart, but nevertheless the counsel of God that will stand. There are many plans in a man's heart, but nevertheless, it's the counsel of God. So God has a counsel for your life before you arrive here. So sometimes you wake up and you are desiring something because it may be popular. Or maybe the, what is in vogue, but that's not what God has for you. So we have people doing things they are not called to do. So they don't make impact. I don't want to go into some areas. Because if you go to a health facility, sometimes the way some of the people behave towards us is as if we owe them a right. If you are called and someone sits in front of you and is sick, because of mercy, you can tolerate them. So there are people in wrong places. I don't want to go too deep today. Many are the plans in a man's heart. So, for us to make impact, you can be that health officer who gives comfort to somebody who is emotionally challenged and is in pain. Amen? Am I speaking to somebody here? All right. So, you must understand that God made us in Christ. So in Christ, we are all made, and God has a plan for us. Number one, God gave us a divine identity. Psalm 139, 13 to 18, NLT. Let's look at NLT. Psalm 139, 13 to 18. Let's look at NLT. All right. Let's all read. You made all my delicate inward parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Let's continue to up to 18. Thank you for making me wonderfully complex. 
Your workmanship is marvelous. How I know it. Let's go to the next verse. Me. Mm -hmm. Saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day passed. 17. How precious are my thoughts about me? So, who is he talking to? You. You. So, you don't need to follow the world to get an identity. The world will tell us that slim people are the best, macho people are the best, six pack. The world tells, but you are unique. I, 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 so I want you to understand that you have a unique identity based on your purpose. So based on your purpose, we must understand that, that when God designed you, he designed you with your uniqueness and purpose to make an impact. So don't think that you are an afterthought. Oh, if I was six feet tall, if my nose was pointed like a British. Mm, I don't want to go there. Don't change your color. When the angel comes, he can't recognize you. <laughs> Based on our purpose, God gave us our stature. So, my stature Reverend Dr. Thatcher, Pastor Max Thatcher, suits the purpose of God for their lives. Very important. So, whatever, I'm, I'm not talking about becoming fat, <laughs> all of us are managing our weight anyway, but your purpose is, that's why somebody like um, um, this um, Osembolt, I'm sure when God was creating, he created some muscles that can overtake everybody. So, in his creation, that's what he did. Are you getting what I'm saying? So everybody, there's a purpose for your life. And because of the purpose of God for our lives, God designed us to function according to his intent. Not your intent. According to his intent. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Yeah, very important. Yeah, intent. So you are not, <laughs> what you are functioning in is not you. It's God who planned that. That's why it's very important you discover purpose to be able to move. Number two, we have divine, a divine calling. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, 9. Let's read from the Amplified Version. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. The Amplified Version. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. Let's all read. I want us to just engage. Chapter 1, verse 9. Not chapter 2, verse 9. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 
For he had delivered and saved us and called us with the holy calling. Let's all read. For he has delivered us and saved us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life of purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But because his own purpose and his grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which he granted us, Jesus, before the world began, internal ages ago. So let's look at this. Number one, he had delivered us from being unbelievers and saved us with a holy calling that leads us to a consecrated life. Now, when they say consecration, one aspect of consecration is purity, but the other aspect of consecration, Pastor Mark, is you to fulfill what God had told you to do. So you are consecrated towards your assignment. So you are consecrated towards your assignment as a medical doctor, as an accountant, as an, 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 an entrepreneur. So you are consecrated. So that is what God called you to do. With a holy calling that leads to a consecrated life, life set apart, a life of purpose. So everything we are supposed to understand about, make, let's make it impact, is making sure that we are walking in the purposes of God. David saved his generation by the will of God. And because of our, not because of our works, our personal merit. So we should, have, we, could not, we could not do nothing to end this. But because of his purpose and grace. So when you are gifted, when God gives you an edge, when God gives you something beyond your peers, when God gives you something, you must know that it is not because you end it. Next week we'll continue. I'll teach on another thing because whatever God gives you is for a purpose. Is somebody getting me? So you have a holy calling. Some people think it's only pastors who have a holy calling. Who told you that? All of us have a holy calling. No? Tell somebody you have a holy calling. You, some people, all you have to do is to make somebody look beautiful. That's all. It's a holy calling. So your saloon is not a place for gossip, but preaching of the word. You play word. Every time they enter there, they are, they're hearing the word. It's a holy calling. Because there are some people who can take somebody who looks very funny, and within, <laughs> I, I've heard some stories that people have even, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Because the person is looking strange before they finish the makeup. Ah! <laughs> it's a holy, some of it's a holy calling. And he said that not because of our personal merit. We could have ended this. But because of his purpose and grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which he granted us in Jesus Christ before the world. The, the world began in ten ages. Can I tell you something? You are not an accident on earth. Hey! Who told you that? 
You are here to fulfill purpose. Am I speaking to somebody here? You are not an accident here. Hey! If 70 million people, the biologists will tell us, are released in um, <laughs> and you succeeded and you came out first you are a winner and before you came here God had a plan for you hey don't see life you see that's what we must catch this thing all. I pray that every spirit of depression every spirit of suicide is broken over your life because you have purpose. There's something you have to contribute to the world. You can't sit down and say, nobody likes me. If you showed up here, I have purpose. Say, I have purpose. He said, before the world began. So you have a holy calling. You can be a messenger by the holy calling. People think the holy calling is only about... Um, uh, Church uh, uh, pastors. No, all of us have a holy calling. If you can be a good accountant who can solve problems, let's celebrate. Quick, see your team. It's a holy calling. Holy calling. Is somebody getting me right? It's very important because if we don't understand this, you can't make an impact. Oh. And let me say somebody like, I'm not saying that that's where he'll remain. Somebody like Lord, who is the staff of this church. He's our versatile person. He, I believe that, that he, he's serving us, the church. And that is, sometimes you can be serving at that area, but you're fulfilling God's destiny for your life. So you don't need to be up. And he does it with joy. That's why I awarded him. Sometimes I ask you whether you don't get tired. But that is so you don't have to be up. You will not remain there anyway. Amen? So every believer has a holy calling. The calling is initiated based on his purpose for our lives and he expects us to walk in it. So it's very important that we understand that we have a holy calling. That is why it's very important that to us to discover what we have been called to do. It's a prayer every believer must pray. Why am I here? What do you want me to do? Yeah. And you hear God. Because he manufactured you for a particular purpose. That is why one of the things I will say here again is that we shouldn't force our children to become what we couldn't be. I wanted to be a medical doctor. So now my child must be a medical doctor. But if you admit, sometimes what happens is that because it's in a DNA, it flows. That's why you have families where everybody's a lawyer. It's not struggle because their brain is different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't force your children to become what you couldn't be. Let them be what God wants them to be. 
That's why our educational system must help children discover not only their intellectual at work, I mean, yeah, things they touch. Because somebody can be a good toucher and become a great artist, become a great creative person, but he might not be able to write, yes. And that's why some of us must be very deliberate when we put our children to go to school. Your children to go to school better than the school you went to. Hey, hey, if you are here, you are sending your children to school below where you went to school. It's a sin. <laughs> ah, ah, who calls Saito? You want your children to go to Saito? Ah, 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 don't do that. Tell somebody, don't do that. Send your children to a school better than where you went to school. I'm talking to my house. Yes. Because the children must develop. Because they are your legacy. Yesterday, I was watching the coronation. <laughs> I, I was transposed. I was transfixed before my television. <laughs> and what an honor. The defender of the faith. You see the transfer? Let me leave you there. <laughs> so it's important for us to discover. Number three, you are a divine project. Say, I'm a divine project. Praise the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the amplified version. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the amplified version. Some are getting blessed this morning. It says that for we are his workmanship. Let's all read together. I mean, I want to hear your voices. Let me hear you. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork of art, created in Christ. Says, Jesus reborn us from above spiritually. Renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God has prepared for us beforehand taking the part which he said so that we will walk in them living the good life that was pre-arranged and was ready for us. Don't move the scripture there. Just leave it there. You are his workmanship. So you are an ongoing project of God's purpose. Whether you are going through crisis, whether you are going through pain, God is working on you because he has a purpose. That's what the Bible says. All things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Because can I tell you something? I want to let you know that there's a part of Christianity that you must carry across. You must carry pain. So you can't give up when you're going to crisis. Where can we go after this? So he says that. We are his workmanship. A master work. So Charlie, I'm a master work. Tell us about my master work. I'm a master work. Hey, hey. I, I am unique. Is it not amazing that everybody in the world, your thumbprint is unique, unique. What a God. What a God. What an infinite God. Seven billion people purposely and all of us, our thumbprints are different. Created in Christ, reborn from above spiritually, transformed. So that means transformation of the mind, renewed sanctification, ready to be used, servanthood. 
for good works which God has prepared for us beforehand. So you are on a program. Say, I'm on God's program. Taking part which he has set, so that we walk in them, living a life that was pre-arranged and made ready for us. May God bring us into prophetic alignment that will walk where God wants us to walk. So we are a project. We are a project. And sometimes where we go through life, that's why I tell people, wherever you are now, save as if that is the last day you will live on earth. Because it's working together. Someone says working together. So we are a project. So sometimes life, may, we all make mistakes, but sometimes God makes all those things to work together. Don't come to a point where you just come, a, your life, you are a project. So nobody, nobody should disturb you. You are a project. Say, so I'm a project. God is working on me to fulfill his assignment. So I'm moving towards perfection. Very, that is it. I'm a project. God has a divine project over your life. So when God looks from heaven, this is what assignment, this is what I have for you. And that is where God frustrates. Some of you don't frustrate, but sometimes you frustrate our plans to get us in line. Get us in line. That's why everything that happens in your life, don't take it for granted. Learn lessons. Learn very good lessons. Am I speaking to the church? Number four, divine assignment. So, everybody has a divine assignment. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 23. Matthew chapter 25. Oh, I can feel a strong anointing in this space. Hallelujah. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country where he called his servants and delivered to him goods to them. Let's go, let's continue. Can you put the whole scripture up so we can all read? Don't put my picture there. To one he gave five talents, to the other he gave another according to their own ability. Take note of that. And immediately went on the journey. Let's go. Then when he had received, he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made other five talents. Likewise, the one who received the two gained two more also. But he who received one went and dug the ground and hid the lost money. After a long time, the Lord of the servants came back to set accounts with them. So he said, that's already So he who had received five talents came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. The Lord, then the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. I want you to watch that word. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful of a few, and I'll make you a ruler of many things. Enter the joy of the Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And his Lord said, well done, Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful in few things. 
I'll make you a ruler of many things. Enter the joy of the Lord. Then he will receive one talent, said, Lord, I knew that you are a hard man reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. <laughs> I was afraid, so I went and hid the talent on the ground. And look, you have what is yours. Let's continue reading. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy. You know. <laughs> so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers that in my coming I can receive an interest. Okay. From him and gave it to the one who had ten talents. It's okay. I, I, I just love the voice of the people reading the thing. Amen? It's interesting. Say assignment. So basically, this was a man who was traveling. That's the kingdom of God. So Jesus Christ was given a parable. And this thing is a parable that we must understand. And when they talk about the kingdom of God, it's, it's the spiritual kingdom that we belong to. And the principle that he was, what he was trying to give out was that people, he had... There was somebody who was traveling and gave five gifts according to their ability. That's the me, my key, my key thing. So everybody, your divine assignment is according to your ability. And if you don't have the grace for that area, don't venture. There are people who try to move themselves to where God has not placed them according to your ability. So you must know your blueprint. Somebody say blueprint. You must know what God has called you to do. You must know what God must, because otherwise you are going to be strained into strange fire. Like Uzzah. Because he was successful in a particular area, he taught to even burn incense. And the Bible says leprosy broke on him. You have a divine assignment base, and we must trade it. That's why nobody's gift is for you. No, your gift is not for you. That's why it's very challenging when somebody comes to say that. Let me. Some people say, oh, I, "I am in the choir, and if I if I leave, nobody will sing." We will miss you for two weeks. God will raise somebody and change the person's voice. The person will sing. I'm telling you. God has a lot on the reserve bench. But he says, according to. So I want us to understand that whatever we have been called to do, is very important that we have, you say, have a divine assignment. Don't bury your talent. Don't bury your gift. And I'm not talking about gift in church. Whatever it is, help people with it. Don't be, an office, don't be in an office that you can't teach somebody behind you how to do the papers like you normally do. Yes, that's why you are there. That's making an impact. I know those days, there's this example I always give. When you are working with a mechanic, when you are going to dismantle a carburetor, then you send him to go and buy food from a far place. Before you come back, he has finished finish because he doesn't want to teach you anything. What kind of business is that? 
can I tell you something? Leadership is when you can raise people like yourself after you. That's it. So you're on assignment. <laughs> you're on assignment. And whatever God gives, you must credit. Don't sleep, oh. Because there's what we call the white throne judgment. You call Jerry. I called you to play trumpet to stir up angelic movement in atmosphere. Did you fulfill it? Yes. Yes. And it's going to call all of us. Oh, I call you as a, a makeup artist to be able to make people look beautiful to present themselves on the global scene. Did you fulfill it? She's a makeup artist. And don't see it as something that is small. And the Bible says the one who buried it, when he came, he took it from him and added it. So faithfulness increases capacity. Sometimes if you are faithful to the calling God gives you, you are faithful to what God has assigned you to, he will expand your capacity. There's an assignment over our lives. Don't see yourself useless. Hey, me. Not because I'm a preacher. And I can remember when Dr. Miles Moro came to us, as if something just left my eyes. Because that man, his present, the revelation comes on you. Well, listen to him. Say purpose. If we are going to fulfill it's an assignment, I have some 11 minutes. Let me just quote this one. There's another scripture I want us to quote. This is very scary. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, verse New King James 12 to 27. Let's all look at it. Just to run up. And we'll take our first fruits. And therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive himself a kingdom and to return. So Jesus Christ has gone to a far country. Then he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minutes, and said to them, do business till I come. Hold on. Whatever you're doing is business. That's what sometimes when pastors say that the work of God is business, people don't understand this. They say we should do business till he comes. People think that it's about somebody's personal aggrandizement. No, 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 no. Not all pastors anyway. By citizen hated him, sent a legation after him saying that you will not have this man to reign over us. Let's continue with him quickly. So it was when he returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded, let's all read, let's all read, he, these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that they, they might know how much every gain by trading. Then came the first saying, Master, your mina, I earned 10 minutes. Then he said to him, well done, good, because you are faithful in a very little you have authority over 10 cities. Hold on. Hold on. So when it talks you have authority over 10 cities, not even town. It talks about the same thing that you have been, the same thing that you have been successful in, you can build 10 of them because you are faithful. So 10 cities. So you can build 10 cities. It's not necessarily talking about you building a city. But your influence will be in cities. When they enter a city, whatever God calls you to do, you will be remembered. God will give you neutrality when you stay 
in the calling. Let's continue. Let's continue. The second came saying, Master, your minute had earned uh, five minutes. Let's continue reading quickly. Likewise, he said to him, oh. Then the other came saying, Master, uh, Because you are an austere man. He <laughs> said, to, Out of my mouth, I judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that um, I was an austere man, collecting what I have not deposited, reaping what I have not sown. Then why did you put my money in the bank that I may come, come in and may collect with interest? And he said, Take and give it to the one with 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's the word. So don't put your gift in a handkerchief. You see, handkerchief means that it can, you can easily remove it and throw it away. You know that when you put a gift, something in a handkerchief and you want to clean it off, you can forget and remove it. Don't put your gift in a handkerchief. No matter what God gives you. So anywhere we are, we must function. I will say that when I look back at my life, number one, where I started working, how my parents brought me up, where I started working, and the places I work has also influenced my diligence in my life to fulfill what I'm doing. So wherever you are working today is an assignment. You never see it as, oh, impairs you, but God will always move you out if the time comes. Amen? Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. We want to pray briefly. We have about some seven minutes. Let's rise and pray that God will bring us into alignment. We want to make an impact. We want to make an impact. Our life has purpose. Our life has purpose. And today I take authority over every spirit of depression. I take authority over everything that makes you feel that you are not qualified. I bind the spirit in the name of Jesus. I release you into your destiny. May God bring us into divine alignment. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name, Father. Bless your holy name, Father. Bless your holy name, Father. Bless your holy name.
Kabalabo Shatalabahaya. 